I really appreciate Brother Leonard's uh, sermon this morning. Uh, the lesson I prepared this afternoon will probably overlap some of the same things that uh, he was discussing uh, in this morning's sermon. So uh, I think this will be a good supplement for that. But uh, I always appreciate the work that he puts into his lessons, and I'm thankful. And I appreciate you all allowing me this time to have this opportunity to speak to you. I was considering this lesson when I was thinking about my early um, stages of my Christianity. Um, I remember um, I grew up really rough, and I had a rough time, and I, I basically I tasted every sin known to man prior to becoming a Christian. Um, it was a really hard transition for me. It was it was an extremely uh, rough life with no morals or no uh, no compass to guide me at all. Um, I remember being overjoyed that I found a Savior that would forgive me for my sins. But early on in my Christian life, I stumbled a lot and I, I wavered and I, I was I was going in and out of uh, my Christianity and my faith and and different phases of strength and weaknesses. And I'd realized that the, uh, I didn't really understand what it meant to have a purposeful life because I didn't have a plan in place. Okay, So what I put together this evening is a lesson called Four Plans for a Purposeful Life. Okay, Because if you don't plan, uh, you're going to fail. If you just let life happen to you and you're reactive, um, the chances of you coming through are going to be uh, lower than if you are a proactive type of person and you prepare yourself for the things that you might face in this life. So the first plan for a purposeful life is learning. Okay? Um, <clears throat> Second Peter 3.18, as, as uh, Brother Leonard talked about this morning, that we should be growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Proverbs 1 and verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 3, 11 and 13. My son, despise not the chastising of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth, happy is the man that finds wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Second Timothy two fifteen Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Also first Timothy Dig that one out. 1 Timothy 4, Paul is talking to Timothy there about his, uh, says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by, prophe by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, 
Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So we can see from these scriptures the importance of having a plan for learning. Um, I appreciate what Brother Leonard, or yeah, what Brother Leonard had done this morning by um, offering that little handout to help us to uh, focus our minds on doing that daily. Because uh, how much, how much do we desire the Word of God? As new Christians, we're told to desire the sincere milk of the Word. And as we mature as Christians, we should be reaching deeper into that word till we get into the meat and the, the harder things to know. But um, do we hunger and thirst for righteousness? If we do, the Lord told us we'd be filled when He was talking on the Sermon on the Mountain. But think about the idea of hungering and thirsting. Do we desire the Word of God as much as we desire our everyday meals? When you get hungry, I don't know about you guys, but when I get hungry, I get compelled to move. Okay, do we desire that? But we need to, we need to make a plan daily to uh, make sure that we're studying God's Word, that we're being educated, that we're understanding His will for us, that we can have that purposeful life and we can know what He expects from us and we can know how to serve Him so that we can be pleasing Him and that we can uh, be aimed towards heaven. No goal will ever be attained if you're not moving towards it. So day by day, you know, this is something we should be doing daily. We should be searching and seeking understanding that uh, we can we can understand what God wants for us. Um, also, parents, Proverbs 22 and verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way they should go, <clears throat> and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents have a huge responsibility for their children. And your children are only going to be as faithful as you are. I mean, that's a hard uh, that's a hard saying. And I always remember when I'm up here talking, I'm talking to myself as well. I'm not, I'm not a pulpit bully. Uh, but a lot of times we just neglect our duties. We, we, really need to, we really need to sit back and think about, you know, do we desire for our children to go to heaven? Do we desire our children to know what God wants from them? and expects from them. Um, we need to make a daily plan to have those daily devotionals, to uh, have that a part of our, our daily routine our daily routine and just a regular part of life, right? Um, Deuteronomy eleven and verse nineteen. I'll start in verse eighteen. Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your souls, and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontals between your eyes. I tell my kids, because of the way I was raised, you know how sometimes people will play that game where they got a devil and an angel on each shoulder? i got a devil on each shoulder. And if I don't keep that word right out in front of me, if I turn to the left or the right, I'm going to be in big trouble. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou rise up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thy house and upon thy gates. It's very important that we keep that word right out there in front of us. 
Point number two, we need to have a plan for obedience. I know that sounds kind of funny, but um, once we learn that what learn about what God expects from us, we need to obey that. And obedience can cover a huge span of uh, various things. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For so much as ye know, the labor is not in vain in the Lord. James one twenty two. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, <coughs> deceiving yourselves. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen and fourteen. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. <clears throat> Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Obedience covers a a, a, a large, a, huge, a vast area, I guess you could say. Um, but do we purpose in our daily lives? Do we have a plan to be obedient? To actually actually follow God's word? I remember when I first became a Christian, I was just so happy that I was forgiven of my sins, and I just thought. The idea of being obedient was just simply to uh, be good and be a nice person and repent of sin and try not and you know, try not to try not to be bad. But then, as I grew after my wavering period and I finally got a plan, I realized that there's a lot more to obedience than just being a good person. Help the poor, feed the hungry, visit the sick, tend to the widows and orphans, clothe the naked. Visit the imprisoned, pray, teach, preach, do the work of evangelists. Wives, submit yourselves to your husband in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives as Jesus loved the church. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Support your family. Edify the brethren. Strive for unity. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. This is the the idea of uh, bearing your cross daily. Do we involve ourselves in these things day by day, or do we just wait for random opportunities to come? Do we have a plan for obedience? We have to understand um, that these these commandments and these things that we need to obey, they're all designed to prevent us or to keep us away from sin. These are all the good things. So if we follow God, we follow God's Word, and we set things in place to have a plan to be obedient to those things, these things are going to prevent us from failing spiritually. Right? They're going to prevent us from sin. Um, to have a plan for obedience sounds a little odd, but those things are available. Is there any day that goes by that none of these things get done that I just mentioned? Quite possibly. Is there any day that goes by that you can't do something good for somebody? Think about the perspective on that. It's, it's, a, it's something we can determine to do. Our obedience is something that we can determine to do, but we have to make a plan. Keeping us from sin. So, learning and obedience. Number three, have a plan for vigilance. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil roams about like a roaring lion, 
seeking whom he might devour. That idea of being sober is being clear-minded, being uh, being ready-minded, having clarity of thought, having self-control. The idea of being vigilant is a little different than that. It's all those things included, but it also has the idea with being careful with every step. We have to really be focused and keeping ourselves away from sin. Do we have a plan for that? Do you know your strengths and your weaknesses? Do you know where you might be tempted? How do we avoid uh, falling into sin? There's no one to blame. We know that already, right? Um, James. There it is. James is trying to jump out of my Bible here. James 1, 12 through 15. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, he bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. We can never blame anyone but ourselves for involving ourselves in sin or falling into temptation. That can be proven scripturally <clears throat> by way of uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So, the sin that takes place in our life, there's always a door. There's always a way out. There's always a method that God provides for you to escape that situation. So you'll never be able to blame anyone for your sins. Hopefully you'll have a plan um, during your uh, daily walk. Um, To you know, resist the devil. Uh, James four and verse seven says, "Submit the, <clears throat> submit therefore yourselves, or submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you." If you have that plan in place, and you understand yourself, and you have a true desire to avoid sin, you're going to surround yourself with good people. You're going to make sure that you're not putting yourself in a position where you might be tempted to sin. Um, in today's society, it's so prevalent, especially after the so, uh, social media blast about 10 or 15 years ago. Um, there's so much sin available in the media and in society and just in our culture in general. I've learned that it's incredibly and extremely and probably the most valuable decision I've ever made is to surround myself with good people. 
think Leonard always says, if you hang with a skunk, you're going to smell like a skunk. And that's true. We need to avoid sin at all costs, right? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Also, uh, I wanted to point out too, um, I remember Leonard this morning had the two lists. You know, we get influenced by the things that, are, that surround us, our music, our media, our television, things like that. And I was just looking at that list that he had up here of all the things that were listed in Galatians chapter 5. And he was comparing that with the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. But I was looking, I was looking down that list you know, adultery, fornication, covetousness, uh, many other things. And I was thinking about, you know, back in the day before I had my self-control, that's every single item on that list on the left-hand side could be titled to something I was watching on TV or listening to on the radio. Why don't you think about that? Do that. Go to Galatians six and verse nine, or First uh, 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 Corinthians six and verse nine, and also Galatians five, and compare all those subtitles of things that are going to keep you out of heaven to the things that you're allowing into your house by way of media. Just a side note, just a side point. But we want to have a plan to uh, be vigilant so that we don't fall into temptation. Plan number one, learning. Plan number two, obedience. Plan number three, vigilance. Plan number four, I couldn't really find a whole lot of scriptures for, but I think we should have a plan to be enthusiastic. Our enthusiasm as Christians is what's going to attract other people. No one wants to follow a Christian in regret. (laughs) Okay? We should uh, demonstrate our love for God by talking about God all the time, trying to lead as many conversations as we possibly can throughout our day into spiritual matters. If you set that, if you set that forth as a plan and a goal, it, you, that you can make that happen, and it happens. And uh, I'm surprised at how many conversations, even at work, where sometimes it feels more like a prison than a workshop, that I can get people to actually have discussions about spiritual matters. The way to increase your enthusiasm, for me, what I found, um, count your blessings every day. Always take time to remember what God has done for you. It only takes a matter of a few minutes to find a small, quiet time. And you can even do it in the middle of chaos if you just focus your mind. Sometimes you need to count your blessings in the middle of chaos if you're about to lose it. And then uh, I always take time uh, once a day or more to think about heaven. Heaven is where we're aiming our target, right? And like I said, if we don't have a plan to get closer to that goal, we're not gonna we're not gonna move towards it. We have to be moving towards it. We have to have a plan. So learning L, obedience O, vigilance B, enthusiasm E. That spells love. We should all be motivated to do these things by love. We love our God. We love our fellow man. We have been rescued from a hopeless situation by love through Jesus Christ. Jesus learned obedience even unto death. We know that Jesus was vigilant because when he went to that cross, he was without sin. We understand 
that Jesus was enthusiastic because of the way Hebrews 12 and verse 2 was written. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. If that doesn't define enthusiasm, nothing does. So I put this lesson together so that we could focus our minds on imitating Jesus and that we could have a plan to live a purposeful life. If you've heard the word and you believe it and you're willing to repent of sin in your life and confess the name of Jesus before this audience, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins calling on the name of the Lord. If you're in need of prayers, if we can help you in any way, please come forward while together we stand and sing.